Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Friction Healing with K and A. I'm A, that's Ash Ketchum. And I'm your girl, Keys to the City. I'm, I'm slinging the keys today, okay? Slinging the keys? Slinging the keys. Oh, okay. They're jingling on your hip. They're jingling, baby. You got the you got the big ring keys and they jingling like you the jailer going down the road. I'm really the one. Walking down the corridor. I'm really the one that's in the magician outfit that's trying to connect the keys together. <laughs> and, they, and I'm over here like, watch what happens. And then the keys don't connect. <laughs> and you just like, boo. <laughs> And I'm like, watch, watch, watch my fingers, watch my hands. <laughs> but it's not connected. I'm just like, let me try again. You had a kid that come out of nowhere. Mommy, he's not doing anything. And I'm like, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> and you get that kid out of here. <laughs> so the crank on the side, he'll below here. So, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well, but you, on the other hand, is you going through it. I am. Okay, so like... I've been sick all this week, mm-hmm. so if I sound nasally to you guys, that's probably why. That's 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 exactly why. Ain't no probably why. That's exactly why. Uh huh. I um, we did a hot ones challenge before we started recording to kind of clear my uh, nasal pa- passageway, and I think it worked for the most part. But I'm pretty sure at some part I'm gonna start sounding like that again mm-hmm. and it's gonna be like run okay <laughs> and, so and it's gonna make your nose run and then you're gonna be like I don't know what's happening if I tilt my head down too far <laughs> like the snot just comes out I don't know is there a faucet on I don't think I, with you. I didn't do that but sleep all day today I had two phone calls that interrupted my sleep twice mm-hmm. and so like to help me to sleep I had took one of my sleeping pills Oh. And um, it made me have like a crazy dream. Mm-hmm. Like I dreamed about um, the Exorcist and a carnival at the same time. Why the Exorcist and why a carnival? I don't know because there's a carnival in this uh, month that's coming up oh, and I yeah, want to go true. to. Mm-hmm. And then like I haven't um, watched the Exorcist in a minute. But I know. No, it really wasn't. Um, I had attempted to start watching that uh, orphan movie, First Kill, uh, that's on Paramount. uh But then I got bored in the first 15 minutes. I was like, I don't want to watch this. (laughs) (laughs) So I turned it off and decided I was going to watch Elfish for Family, Uh which surprisingly I'm on season two. (laughs) I've already seen all five seasons of it, but I just needed something that I didn't mind falling asleep on. Right. And so. And then my dreams just started to have imagination of them of their own. Understandable. I also had a dream that I had so something that my mom had brought me soup, and um, and then I heated it up and forgot that it was in there because I went and laid back down. But when I actually woke up and mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I got soup in the microwave. <laughs> there was no soup there. You don't know how upset I was. I ended up having to settle for some chicken nuggets. <laughs> I don't think chicken nuggets are that bad, but okay. No, they weren't bad, but I, I, my mouth was still for some soup. Oh. So, you know, I just, I was just like, huh, chicken noodle soup? Nuggets. Chicken nuggets. Uh, we got nuggets here. The nuggets went out every time. They did win out, so I ate the nuggets. My cast was just like, you share with the class? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no. 
<laughs> so I ate my nuggets, I dropped some juice, and then I went and laid back down. Uh-huh. Next thing I knew, Bugatti Bay was coming through the door, and I was low-key coked out when he came in. Oh. Wow. I, I didn't just... even hear him come in. Well, back in the real world, I was working while you were passing out and dreaming about suit. I was in the working world, just working my fingers to the bone, click, clickety-clacking on that type. That, that computer board and and trying to help people and it was just a crazy day. Um, I hope one of those petitions got filed because it was an emergency and I'm just like, <laughs> I sent them the signature pages. I don't know if they signed it. Right, I don't, I really don't know if they signed it because I told her, I was like, ask your husband to sign the signature pages and she was like, okay. And that's that's the last I heard of it. Uh-oh. And so I'm like, well, let's on them. So today, we have uh, two fun facts for you guys today. Yes, we do. The first one is, Neil Armstrong didn't say that that's one small step for man. The astronaut insists he actually stated that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. That's the only way the statement made sense. Armstrong told biographer James Hansen, and for the record, no real astronaut ever uttered, Houston, we have a problem. Tom Hanks only said that in the movie Apollo 13. Mm. So that nigga was making up shit on the spot. Seems like it. That's why they pay him the big bucks. Yep. And my fun fact is... Of course, about alcohol. And the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, Bill W., demanded alcohol during his final days. And that was hilarious to us because I'm just like the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, who's supposed to be sober, who created a whole program around being sober, demanded alcohol on his last day. Well, he was just like, you know what? I'm give, dying. Give, give it to me. Just go and give me the give drugs. Give me, give me, give me no, the tequila. Not the drugs. Just give, give me, me the give alcohol. Me, give me the, 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 the rum. The, give, the, give me the, the whiskey. Give, give it all Give me the Prosecco. Just, I just want a little shot of each one. And then just I slowly just, just insert it in my eye drip. Give me the beer, too. The beer, too. The hard seltzer. All of it. Just, just, just plunge it into my IV until yeah. I, until I, to my, to my flatline. Mm-hmm. So on your last day, what alcohol are you gonna request? My last day, I just gotta go with my favorite or my tried and true, which is vodka. It's always been good to me. Are you gonna go with the strain? Are you gonna go with it with cranberry juice? I probably, cause I'm a G like that. I probably drink it straight. I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna say cranberry sauce. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Thanksgiving. Not I died. Not yet. But I literally was thinking cranberry sauce. Uh-oh. Say cranberry Uh-oh. sauce. Cranberry sauce. <laughs> She's gonna say cranberry sauce. And I was just like cranberry sauce. juice. <laughs> uh, my last day. I think I probably want some tequila. No, 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 no. My last day. I'm gonna want some peanut butter whiskey. Are you gonna drink it straight or are you just gonna? I, of course, I'm gonna drink it straight. Cause it only tastes better when it's straight. I, it has to be cold when they put it in my IV. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to do. I don't. I don't think, think your body's gonna feel it any differently. 
Would it? I go. Oh, it's so like, you know. I would be drunk up there in the pearly gas, so I'd be like, hey, Jesus. <laughs> Why you gotta I'd be like, hey, man. I'd be just like how, uh, what's the day I was living color when he was drunk and he, uh, <laughs> I can't trench coat, okay, and some heels, okay, and um, I'm going to have on one of them hats that they had in them old black and white movies where the girls get ready to get off on the fly, he was just like, maybe it's you, maybe it's me, well, we don't know. What is this hat you speak of? You know, it's a, it's a fedora. Oh, have one okay. Of Okay. And I'm going to come up to Chris Brown, and I'm just going to undo my belt. I'm going to make sure I'm the last person in line. Please. Cause I want I want everybody that's in line to get their pictures out, mm-hmm. you know, that has paid. Because what he finna do for this thousand dollars that I paid him, he finna give it to me all the way. Okay, he says what I want. Okay, so if I want his face, 
down kissing the other lips. That's where he gonna be at, okay? Oh. I want Chris Brown. We are fit to practically be fucking in these and pictures. And then Chris Brown will come out with an announcement said that we are no longer doing this. Exactly. That's why I want everybody to go first so I can be last. Because what he finna get with this Clyde Night Ball, I'm finna spread the cheese and drop it on him. Okay? That's what's gonna happen. The thousand dollar pictures. It's no more. Yeah, okay. that's what that's that's what that's exactly what if the statement's gonna be. If you want a picture with me, I'm gonna bump it to two <laughs> thousand. Nah, he can't do the that. Last person that paid a thousand. That paid a thousand. She decided that it was okay for her to turn this photo shoot into a, a porn shoe. Look, okay. he said it's what I want to do. Yes, but okay. I don't think he meant it that way. So what I'm finna <laughs> do is drop that dunker done on Chris Brown, okay? And he gonna want put me in the rest of his videos afterwards, okay? okay. Yes, yes, <laughs> okay? All of this, he gonna put it in the video. In the next video, the video gonna be from Ben. He gonna be from Ben from get to this chat is what he gonna okay. be from Ben to get to. <laughs> Bugatti bag gonna be right there with the camcord. He's gonna be recording everything. And he gonna be like, she said she want a picture, man. Give it, Give to, it to her. Okay. Before I had to move, walk your ass with no, these goddamn no, shit. No, before she say my secret code word <laughs> and I turn into this assassin. It's gonna be Tomahawk. All right. <laughs> exactly. And he gonna flip out with that frying pan uh-huh. and be like, quick, put the pan down. Yep. But yeah, I just really want to know how far he going to take these pictures. Because if I get a hold of, if he get anywhere near this state, Birmingham, Alabama, mm-hmm. if he in Atlanta, I'm, I'm, going. I'm going, I might have to take two paychecks to do it. Girl, you and me Honestly, I really won't even need two paychecks. I would just need one. I might have to forsake some stuff. Girl, it's going to be like... We went to the concert. We had a great time. We took our pictures. But we're homeless now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to have to start an OnlyFans account. Test the beat man to the man. Girl, I'm going to have to sell that picture that you got with Chris Brown. <laughs> hey, you got to sell your picture you got with Chris Brown. Oh, but, we... my, but also, um, before I cut you off, I'm sorry. Um, my experience with him I w- is twofold because... I want my picture, my kissing picture with him, but I also want to record myself and him singing with him. Oh uh, yeah, just if like, y'all didn't know, we sing. Yeah, we sing. And so I'm just like, I don't want. I, all I need is thirty seconds. I don't need like a. I mean, a minute it would be great, but if you do just thirty seconds, I would be perfectly satisfied. I'm gonna be singing while I drop this dub dub on him. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it works like that. I don't I don't think it works like that. While I back it up on him. I would just say I'm a huge fan and I would say to him, let's take the picture, but it's twofold and if you don't mind, I know you just spent the whole two hour concert singing, but I just need thirty seconds of your voice along with mine on my phone so that I can say I sung with this man. And I didn't have to get a contract and involve a producer or anything. We could sing his song, whatever song. Wait, not whatever song, because I don't know all. But 
some of the either one of the most popular ones and I will be happy with that. Yeah, I will be happy with that. And then after I sing with him and drop the dun-dun on him, I want him to sign me. Yes, and then, yes, that's that's a dream that he would be like, oh my God, girl, you sound so good. We sound awesome so together. together. How okay. about you I sound fly better you out and you record this, I just need you in the background vocals for this song that I'm working on, or and, I need and, you at the back But I'm going to be like, Chris, Background is not gonna be enough for me. I know I need to be you. in the front. It will be you. enough for me. I will be fine with it. I'm like, you don't even have to invite her. I will be what? okay without her. We are a package deal. We are a package deal, but when you wait, I'm like, it's Chris Brown. I don't care if you want me in the front, the back, the side, diagonally. I don't I don't really care. And that's how those photos go look. Front, back, <laughs> side to side. Okay. He gonna be like, Oh, I didn't know you wanted it like that. And I'll be like, You gonna give it to me because I don't pay this thousand dollars. Okay. He's like, I'm sorry, folks, this photo shoot's gonna have to turn to private. Okay, just me, her and the photographer. And the camcorder that Bugatti Bay got. Yes, and the camcorder that her Bugatti has. Because somebody got to know that this shit happened, okay? <laughs> he ain't going to get away with, with he ain't going to just be like, no, nah, I ain't going to do that. I don't know. Once the trench coat goes down. I just have down, a feeling, like, during the last 10 seconds of me and him recording our song together, all I'm going to hear is you in the background being like, okay, Chris, I'm ready. <laughs> Yeah, as you taking your picture, I'm gonna be undoing the strap. I'm gonna be unbuckling it right then and now, and then I'm just gonna drop it. I'm gonna make sure that my boobs sitting up. They're gonna be sitting up. They're gonna be perky, you know. And then I'm gonna make sure this ass is sitting up. It's gonna be perky too. Okay. And he gonna want to get behind it. And I'm gonna be like, look, man, this is this is all for you. Just like Janet Jackson song. Yep, yep. That's exactly how he's gonna do it. All right, first shot of the, of the show. This is a buttery nipple, y'all, that we're taking. Yeah. That was pretty good. I enjoyed that. I feel like it used to be a lot more cream um, than, than the brown stuff. Who got it made? Don't look like he liked that. I don't think he liked buttery nipples. I like them. I'm sure he can make it better. But anywho, but yeah, going from Chris Brown to Chris Rock on a little bit of a serious note. So they asked this nigga to host the Oscars again, and he decided to turn it down. And he said that that would be like Nicole Simpson returning to the restaurant to retrieve her glasses before getting murdered. And I just felt like that was just a little bit insensitive. It wasn't funny. It was and not funny. She didn't get murdered at the restaurant, you know, so I'm just like and then a lot of the people were all up in arms. The white people were up in arms because he did another distasteful joke. And I'm just like, now you see why Will Smith went up there and slapped your bitch ass because I'm just like, I'm sorry, I've never found Chris Rock funny. I don't find him funny. He's okay. not somebody that I would ever find funny. He's just funny looking to me. Well, for me, he is funny in the appropriate setting. Um, when it's a comedy special like the one he had on Netflix, that was funny to me. Because he had this joke about 
when people go on vacation that is hilarious to me. I laugh at it every single freaking time. But either way, when it's the appropriate setting, he can be funny. At the Oscars, the joke he made was, it was an appropriate setting. However, the joke he chose was not appropriate for that time and in that moment. Um, to me, he could have joked about anybody else in that venue or in that place and it would have been okay, but you had to make a specific joke to this man's wife and you know this man is winning an award and instead of you celebrating the black people or the black person that is winning an Oscar, you chose to demean that person. Yeah. And it was just like, so I, I, I also agree with you and how everybody was on against Will Smith and what in his actions and now everybody hears the second joke from Chris Rock and now everybody wants to be in up in arms about it but it's like no you should have been up in arms when he made that joke about that that lady yeah that black lady and it's just like all of a sudden because it was a white woman that he's joking about now all of a sudden now you it's, have problems now, now it's, it's a problem. problem now it's a big deal yeah. now we gotta slap this nigga because he over here talking about the white woman now right, yeah. and it's just like you should have been on that um same bandwagon when he talked about you know and now I'm like I feel like now y'all should revolt the, uh, you should dismiss Will being bad from the Oscars, mm-hmm. you know, because of what he, uh, his reaction to Chris Rock's joke, you know, I, that's just how I feel about the whole situation. I don't feel like you should uh, make him sit out from the Academy Awards. I don't feel like you should like hinder him from making his movies. Let him do what he gonna do. Get, you know, let him continue to get an Oscar and all of that. Because I'm just like clearly Chris Rock. Don't have uh, clearly, clearly, Chris Rock doesn't have an issue with uh, saying whatever the fuck he feels like. <laughs> clearly, he don't have an issue with saying whatever the fuck he feels like, whether it's funny or not. And his jokes, like I said before, are just simply not funny. They're outdated. They're in the nineties. They're just terrible jokes. And I just feel like. He should just give. He, I'm not saying he should give up, but he should just stop whatever it is that he's doing when it comes to telling these jokes about these women, cause they're just simply not funny. Side note: Ash Ketchum over here was having trouble <laughs> opening up this goddamn uh, Jack Daniels bottle. Everybody, Bugatti Bay has opened hers. He's opened his. She tried to open mine, and that shit didn't work out for her. I don't know. It was like all the strength from my own was just like, no. No. (laughs) Where are we? Yes. (laughs) I don't know if that's the alcohol that was just like, ugh. We're not putting Oh, side note. So, for them, so, Roll Tide, because Alabama has a football game tomorrow. Mm -hmm. They play Ohio, I believe that they play. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to that. Um, They play at 6. On CP on CBS, I feel like CPS. Um, I thought it was the SEC network. I could have sworn I read that it's on CBS. It's on the SEC network, isn't it? They play. Oh, I was not Ohio. Sorry, Alabama plays Utah State at six thirty. Yeah, and it's on the NCAA network. No, I don't think they have a network like that. I thought it was CBS. 
We'll figure it out. Y'all figure it out. Yeah, it's on CBS. Okay. So, got to redownload, put that on the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, roll tide. Yes. And so, for the, which we, I picked a very terrible moment to do this in, uh, month to do this in, but I've picked a whole month of September to, like, stop drinking and to stop smoking. Mm-hmm. That won't make me any less funny because I'm naturally funny. As we both are. I'm but, just more, a little bit more sarcastic when I am sober. Yes. So, um, I just feel like, um, I drink a lot when the weekend comes, so I'm choosing to, um, to not do this for the month of September. And and plus we're both on this, um, workout journey in different ways. Um, I have been hitting the gym three days a week, whereas you just been doing the walking or at least you're starting out with the walking. Yeah. And like I, I've, I try to do walking at least two to three times out of the week. Mm-hmm. This week I only walk like maybe two times, but most but, that's, of, but that's because you've been sick. Yeah, so that's understandable. And uh, I'm going to try to do a walk not tomorrow because after tonight I'm pretty sure I'm just going to be passed out. But Keys, y'all don't want to work out with me. She secretly don't want to work out. It's with not me. that. It's not that. No, I, no. Anytime I suggest. I say, let's go on a walk. I don't mind. Then she's like, no. And then, <laughs> I, then I say, okay, well, how about we just go to the gym? You can come to the gym with me, just get a guest pass. No. And I'm just like, <laughs> how about we just do something here inside the house? I don't mind doing at work or whatever the case. No, I'm going to sleep. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay. I it's mostly because hated. it's mostly because when I was pushing her. It's mostly because when I was pushing her, when I was very heavily in my walk, I mean, in my working out, and I was pushing Ash Ketchum to, you know, go as hard as I was going, she was just like, no. And what she got, what she did was she got in the car with my mama, who just happened to be coming home in the midst of our walk. She got in the car with my mama and drove home. And I didn't see her no more for the duration of my walk. And I was just like, how dare her? So, eventually, Look, it I, took time, and it took, I don't know what it was in my brain that clicked for me, that it was just like, just be dedicated to it, and just, just do it as often as you can, and don't beat yourself up about if you don't feel like it for a day, because I really did used to beat myself up, or talk down upon myself in my head when I wasn't as active as you were. And I was just like, I cannot continue on like that. That's not going to help me. So I had to actually be committed to it within myself and just be like, you know, let's actually give this a try. Let's actually be positive about it. Let's stop being negative and being like, oh, I don't want to do it. Oh, my back is gonna hurt later on, or no, my legs are gonna. I'm gonna be sore after it. No, you can't think like that. I had to get it within my mind to be like, no, no matter how you're feeling, just get up and go. Or even if you don't feel like it, you know, don't beat yourself up about it. Just be like, okay, well, there's always tomorrow. There's always every other day in the rest of the week. Or well, for me, it, it really took me. Having to 
I got tired of when I would be at work and I would come home and my feet would be swollen. Mm-hmm. My ankles would be swollen, my feet would be swollen. And it was mostly because I'm sitting down for 10, 10 hours, sometimes 12 hours in a work day uh, shift. And I was just like, I don't like my, um, my ankles being swollen because it's really difficult for me to work out, mm-hmm. you know, that way. Because I have to wait for my ankles and my feet to stop being swollen. Uh, before I continue, let's get into our first ball rip of the night. I got choked in the middle of it. But like I was saying, mm-hmm. I felt like I have to start over mentally in the workout journey for me. Because, well, that's where it started for me. Because I was an athlete growing up. I played basketball. I ran track. And a little bit of tennis. And I was very heavily into working out. I had a whole eight pack. I had a um, a rip in my elbow. And as I got older, and you I got more bicep. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> I'm like ripping your elbow. That sounds hurtful. <laughs> that's how I meant. I meant in my bicep, and I had this really deep cut that was in my bicep that I really, really enjoyed. So I had to. Um, that's something that I'm starting to get now. Is that definition? Mm-hmm. And so I had to basically get to the point of where, um, I at that time I was so obsessed with working out, and once I got heavily into dating, I got comfortable in my relationship. And because they weren't working out or pushing me to work out, you know, I just didn't work out. And Bugatti Bay cooks all of the time, so I don't work out, you know, because he is a, he likes me the way I am. But I want him to always look at me and be desirable. So I got it in my mind that I want to get back in shape, you know. Um, I feel I always feel like it's a lot easier for men, for men in general to lose weight because oh, yeah. they don't have you know a whole lot of hormonal the same way we do mm-hmm. to you know to work on. And so for me, food just attacks me differently. It does. It does attack women differently than it does men. Um, but that's because you know we are made physically. To carry children. Yeah, and they are not. You know, and they, they are, are not. So when we eat, you know, our body is like we're, we're storing nutrients. Right. We're we're eating for two. And so that's where that extra weight comes in. In my mind, that's how I view it. Um well I'm always eating for two, pregnant or not. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So, so that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm like to me my mind my body is thinking like, Oh, we're eating for two, whether the baby is here or not. 
we're eating for two, so just get used to it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I know that there's a skinny lady in here or a more healthy lady. Let me put it that way. Because I'm like, to me, skinny doesn't always mean healthy. It just means, you know, aesthetically, you look more pleasing to the male gaze, I would say. Um, but I'm just like, I have not changed the way that I've eaten. And the things that I've eaten, they just I've just been a little bit more conscious in the amount that I'm consuming in one setting. I am too. Um, um, that's why I think that's why it's taken me a lot longer to get back in the mind frame of just simply wanting to work out. Yeah. Um, this is a top topic we could talk about all day because I'm like, I I don't know where my mind was. In the times that you were trying to help me get to that whole workout motivation that I desperately needed, and now I'm in that place, and now you're trying to motivate me, and I'm right, just like, yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, well, I'm so, and I want to apologize to you for that because I'm like, I wish I would have had that mentality I have now about it than I did then. Then I was just like, girl, I'm young. I can <coughs> I can snap this thing back anytime that I want. Yeah, but I think honestly what it was is that you simply weren't ready. No, I was not ready. And, and and that was mainly because I was being compared to you a lot when we were younger. And at and maybe unbeknownst to you of at how much I was compared to you and that and that stemmed from us being around each other all the time. But it a lot of it stemmed from dad. Some of it stemmed from mom. Other times it would stem from um, aunt, you know, dad, sister. Um, it, that that kind of thing. And those were the people that were kind of closest to me. And I'm just like, now that I don't have those voices in my ear demeaning me or making me feel a certain type of way, now I have the freedom to do it at my own pace. And I think that's the thing that I have, I, I had to uh, get back in the mind frame of that I have to do this at my own pace. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's why I kept saying no to you because I was just like, I felt, I felt like it was gonna be pressure, not necessarily coming from you, but from the instructor, you know, there's everybody in there that they're their own different pace, but there's still a pressure to do this, you know, workout, you know, and keep up with everybody. And I was just like, mentally, I wasn't there. Uh-huh. I was not there. I felt like I was not going to be able to keep up with everybody. I felt like I was I was going to end up stopping more than once. And I just didn't want, I, and it, it also got to the point where I hated seeing myself in the mirror while mm-hmm. I was working out. Mm-hmm. I didn't like how I looked. Mm-hmm. I could tell I, I looked overweight. Well, not overweight, but I could tell that I looked like it was going to be difficult for me to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and even as fun as the instructor tried to make it, it was still a struggle okay. that I was going through. And so walking was at least something that I could control and that I didn't feel bad, you know, while I did. Right. Well, And, and that's how I started. I started with the walking and I just pushed myself or at least tried to push myself a little bit further each time. And to this day, I promise you, if I walk that hill, I would probably pass out just like I did the last time <laughs> I did that hill. But I'm just, for me, the, the classes have been a little bit better because it gives me a challenge 
as well as it gives me a, well, a different kind of challenge. And and to be honest, I've felt exactly all of those same things that you felt while in those classes and, and feeling that. But I've also had my moments where I just, just had to stop. I had my moment where I was doing a hit class for like the first time and I literally had to stop in the middle of whatever I was doing because I felt myself like I was about to pass out. And so, and the instructor, she came over and she was just like, I understand how you feel like you're about to pass out, but you can't to that. She's like, you still gotta keep moving because that's the only way you're gonna level yourself back out. Mm -hmm. And she and she basically held my hand through that experience. And so ever since then, she was just like, you gotta make sure that you eat when you, before you come to class. You also have to make sure that you t drink your water as much as you possibly can. I know it's hard, but you, you have to do it. Because when you do a class like this, which is a hit class, which is a high intensity interval training class, you're going to sweat. You're going to be doing a lot of things, and that's going to eat away at your body. And if you don't have, if you haven't done the proper steps it takes beforehand in preparation of that class, yes, this is how you're going to react to it. And and once she kind of walked me through that process, that's when I was just like, okay, I need to be serious about this. I can't just do the class because I was doing those easy classes. And I still take those classes because I've been learning that they have, they do still sneak in some of those things that are just basic. Like, we don't really think about the things that we do day to day that require us to lift ourselves up. And that requires us to control our bodies. And if we don't practice doing those things on a regular basis, we're gonna lose it, and that's how you have the the falls as an older person. That's how you have the the knee problems as an older person. When you actually take the time to work on those things on a regular basis, you don't lose it. Well, my main thing that I want to work on is my knees because I can tell that just sitting in this style for me right now is mm -hmm. very very hard. Like I cannot sit for more than like maybe a minute or two with my knees bent because mm -hmm. it hurts so much. That's how it is for me when I'm sitting like in an enclosed space such as like a bus or airplane or just something where it's supposed, this is the size of the person that's supposed to be standard. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, well, I'm not a stand your standard person because I'm taller. And I have a little bit more meat on my bones than whatever standard person you decided to, to model this after. And so I'm just like, well, because of that, either I need to, you know, I have to make adjustments. And like you, I'm like, I just, that also has been a factor in me. And I get so concerned because our dad just went through knee replacement surgery. Yes, he did. And that's something that has been also ringing in my mind that I have to work on. So even though I hate fucking doing squats. You got to do them. I got to do them because, because they're, I'm just, they're, 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 they're very much. And I didn't know it until I started taking classes um, that, you know, 80% of the workout is going to be your leg. Yeah. Because those are the things that support you throughout the day. Yeah. And I also have to get in the mind frame 
and habit of stretching. Yes. I think that's also a part of the reason that why I feel so stiff mm-hmm. most of the time when I get up and why my muscles feel not necessarily heavy but tight mm-hmm. is because I don't stretch as I've gotten older. And it's like all of the lights on my on my car are on and it's just like stretch, bitch, stretch. Yeah. If you don't stretch, we ain't gonna make it. Yeah. Okay? And that's why and, and it it Sometimes when I'm in class, I see those ladies, they walk out early. And I understand if you have something to do after class that's pushing it or the class is running over and that's pushing it to something else that you have to do. But I always, I'm just like, those ladies need to take the time to stretch. Because just because you've done this hardcore workout, that stretch helps cool down your body. And if you just walk out of class, you don't know what can happen the moment you walk out that door. Which is also part of my reason why I think I got sick because mm-hmm. like my nephew, he was trying to give me a way to release tension in my legs because mm-hmm. when I would come in, I would be like, while we were walking, my legs got really tight in this area. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, you need to, you know, do like a cold bath and then turn it over to the hot spot. But because I did that two days in a row, I think that's what got me sick. Oh. That and the weather changing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but are you feeling what I'm feeling? I'm feeling a little personal. Let's get personal, 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 personal. Second shot. This one is Sex on the Beach. Yes, it is. Let's put this down. Even though I've never had Sex on the Beach, I would like to one day. It's fast. I would too. But I would imagine it's something you had to do really early in the in the morning or very late at night when nobody can see you. I would probably prefer. But because I'm a pervert a little bit, I would want somebody to see me. Because I feel like I honestly feel like I have the sex of porn stars, <laughs> and I was just inspired new age porn stars. Mm-hmm. That's how it reads in my mind. Oh gosh. I like that. I liked it better than the buttery nipple. I like the buttery nipple better than that. Too much sand on the beach. Really? Anyway. I I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was a little bit smoother to me than the buttery nipple was. But that's just how I felt. Okay. So, my nephew being the little dick that he is... He posed this question, oh well, he has a question on here mm-hmm. that's pertaining to me and Bugatti Bay. Okay. Um, but the first question is, what? this is for you, Ash Ketchup. Okay. What has dating been like for you now, newly single? Okay. Well, yeah, catch it all. She, she, she out here in these streets. I am out here in these streets and it's kind of foreign territory for me because I haven't been in the game for a while. I won't say a long time, but a while. It was four years I was in a relationship and and now that I'm newly single, it's like the whole world of dating has changed. Well, and what I mean by that is back in the day before I got with my ex Bugatti Bay, um, I was always meeting people, but that was because of school. And I was in school at the time, and 
just about every day he was meeting somebody new around campus or whatever the case may be and that's how you would you know date end up dating someone however now we're in this new age of technology and, and they have all these social media and it doesn't apps. help that they've got all of these diseases out here that you, you can't like socialize in the way that you used to socialize you got polio exactly now you gotta you got with them this um what's that little form that they make you fill out at each appointment or whatever the case may be but the paperwork yeah whatever paperwork they give you but it's called something i'm sure the intake questionnaire or whatever that they give you before or the assessment is it called an assessment i guess you call this um, i call it an assessment of your current state and it's just like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I have the monkey pox or I bet you would know if you had it. Right, yeah, but or I don't know if I carried the gene for it. Like what what exactly? It's like there's a gene for it. <laughs> I know, but it's transmitted through sex. Yes, you know. I, I know that, but I'm just trying to give like a crazy ass example of how it feels to be dating in today's world with all this technology and you basically have to fill out these forms just to tell people about yourself and it's like I want you to get to know me. And me I can't just describe in a few words. I have a whole dissertation. Yes, exactly. And you have to take this dissertation piece by piece. Yeah. You can't take it in just a snapshot. But you also have to take them at... Exactly. And I have to take them at that snapshot. And I recently went on a... On a... Excursion. Excursion with someone. And I'm thinking we're going to meet at this place. Well, first of all... I'm thinking we're going to meet at the right same place. And he ended up going somewhere else. And I was just like, how did you get that confused? Because you were so in demand of this place that I showed up here just like you asked. And the first time he didn't show up at all, he claimed he fell asleep. And I was just like, okay, well, that's understandable. It's been, you know, you work, you work during the week and you take when you actually have a moment to relax, you're like, I'm out. So I get that to a certain extent, but at the same time, it's like, if you knew that you had a date, then just say, hey, I'm tired. I yeah. don't think we should meet we, tonight. We should meet tonight. Let's reschedule. Yeah. If, if, if you feel in that kind of way, then I would have I would have appreciated that more. Yeah, than, agreed. Then me taking my time that I also could have been asleep because I worked a long week. Uh-huh. And you don't even say anything. That's what I don't like. I didn't enjoy about dating was always um in the in the before we got well during the time Bugatti Bay and I were just talking to each other, trying to decipher what people's real intentions were. Like, if you just wanted to fuck, I just wanted you to be honest and upfront with me about that. And, and that's the thing, but it's a, so many of them that are like that right now. It's just like, okay, I've established my one person that I'm just having sex with. Now I need the rest of you to come the hell down. Yeah. And, and that's really the problem, all of them, because especially on Tinder, 
that's pretty much the consistency of everybody. Yeah, everybody on there just trying to smash. Right. And however, I have found at least so far he has been one gym out of the bunch that has not been so heavily into smashing. But I feel like the moment that we do meet, that'll probably smash. That'll be the vibe. Will you smash or will you pass? I will pass. I will have to pass. Because I'm already smashing somebody else. I don't know if I want to have too many multiple partners. To me, that sounds like a lot of STDs going around. As long as you protect yourself, you should be fine. Well, I got to get back into protecting myself because I was in a relationship for so long that I was just like, I don't have to take those precautions because this is the person that I'm going to be with. So now I have to wait the rest of this year to go see my doctor before I can get it back again. Okay. So I'm just like, now I have to be extra careful. So that's why I'm like, right now, I'm okay with just one because to have more than one at the point in time, I don't know who. That's why you also have, like, you know, you mentally expect them to have protection, Mm -hmm. but you also have to have protection for yourself. Yeah. Because you always find them real slick ones that would just be like, nah. And if they catch you on an off night, come on, come on. If they catch you on that off night where you just like, I'm just like, whatever. I will risk it. Yeah, I'll risk risk the biscuit for you. And I'm like, no. I have my own. And I've had that moment where I had to be firm with someone and be like, no, you're going to put this fucking condom on. Right, you're going to go get it. Right. And then I stab you. Exactly. I've had that moment. And when I told it to somebody else, he was just like, he couldn't believe it that I would do that. And I'm like, no. First of all, I'm not going to put myself at risk to having some stranger's baby. And I mean literally that a stranger. Yeah. Some stranger's baby. That I don't know if I come back to this spot tomorrow if he's still gonna be here. No, we're not risking that. Yep. So, I'll protect yourselves, kids. Yes, please. I Wrap it up, it. strap it up, rub it up, rub it down, yeah. smack it up, smack it down. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little lit. Okay. It's time for the smack second uh, bomb ripper tonight. Okay. I'm gonna do this one about a little bit better than the first one. Okay. Okay, I tried to blow it out my nose again. It didn't work. It felt like I had guards up and said, no, you're not blowing nothing out your nose, okay? <laughs> um, second question. Um, transitioning from high school to college to the workforce, workforce as a young adult. As a young adult? Like, for me, I it wasn't immediately like, in my mind to go into college. I just happened to go to college for like maybe a semester or two and then when I had one teacher that disencouraged me from college I like what did that teacher say? It wasn't that she wasn't what she said it was just her curriculum she literally had us watching this one movie that I can't think of at the moment but it's a we watched one movie literally every day of class and I was just like, and I understood that it was her first year of teaching, mm-hmm. but if this is all you got, yeah, I don't, I don't want to take your class. Okay. And because of that, I was just, and, and I shouldn't have let that deter me because mm-hmm. I was going to school to be a psychologist at that time. Mm-hmm. 
and I had already had one teacher that had like gave me the passion that I that I was looking for to mm-hmm. want to be a psychology. I was just because I enjoy listening to people Same. to a certain extent. Yes. Like at work, I don't enjoy listening to people. No. Because like I'm only interested for the first thirty seconds of your mm-hmm. of what, what the drama that's going on with you, mm-hmm. and then after that thirty seconds, my brain has literally stopped listening, and I'm like, I just want to get back to work. I, I have those moments, but because I have the receptionist of our office, she likes she and I converse a lot throughout the day, mainly because we're two black ladies and. And and the rest of are of different race and of the opposite color of our color and I feel like me and her can relate a little bit more because we're around the same age. Uh-huh. So like whereas I'm just coming out of this, she's just now going through it. And so I try to give her at least some encouragement or try to give her some advice if she's open to it. I don't really know. I can't tell all the time if she is, but either way, um, I try to give her encouragement on doing things on her own. But she, as well as I at that time, had the same mindset of, I just know the person that I'm with is going to marry me and we're going to do all of these things and it's going to be a happy life and we're going to have the white picket fence with the dog and the two kids in the back and it's just like, girl, I promise you, it does not work like that. that way. It really does not. And I just be like, I try to kind of bring her back down slowly but surely. I'm like pulling at those little strings that like it don't go exactly how you may think you go so let's leave room for that yeah well see for me it's the opposite i have a lot of older women that i am working with mm-hmm. and i'm one of the few ones that aren't married like we officially have a complete team now mm-hmm. so i would imagine at least five of us aren't like married and but only maybe that to my knowledge, two of them have kids, mm-hmm. and one of the girls is pregnant right now. So when it comes time for her, I don't know what the hell she gonna do, um, um, cause she ain't there half the time now. But I don't know what she gonna do. Yeah. But uh, I just usually when the, the older women are discussing like their marriage and their children and their grandkids, I just usually use those times to just listen mm-hmm. to what it is that they're saying. Yes, I have know. older women in. In my office as well, but they're of a different color, and again, the dynamics is different. different than how per se mine would be, and so that's why I wish I had we had more people, older women of color in the office, to like kind of push that perspective, because I'm like these these things you all call problems are not problems to me. Yeah, these are just everyday. They, things in the moment and I'm like I have these experiences and I don't I'm not married yeah so I don't I, I, I don't know what you're going through per se that that's so hard and so it kind of makes it hard to relate and I've tried to ask but the one that I did speak with in a private setting she was just like one of those Bible pushers, and she was just like, yeah, she was just like, so you all just need to do counseling, you know, or you all need to turn to the Lord. Well, no, and luckily for me, I don't have one of those women in the office. 
um, Jesus. Like, I, if I had to pick which one of the women I would properly met, um, kind of mirror myself after, mm-hmm. it's between two ladies. Mm-hmm. One of them, she's kind of in your face and she speaks her mind and she's very, you know, vocal about how she feels, which is how I am. But then there's also the other lady that um, she's really quiet, she does her job, but when you piss her off, she has no problem with telling you how it is. So I'm like, I'm also like her, (laughs) you know. And they're both married, have been married for like a good little minute. Mm -hmm. And they all, I can tell when they're going through something because the lady that's quiet, she well, she very rarely will say anything. She kind of keeps stuff what's going on with her very close net. Mm-hmm. And whereas the other lady, she has no problem with telling you what's going on in her family because she was like, this shit is real life. Yeah. You know, she, <laughs> she just be like, this is exactly what's going on. She was just like, you know how you saw that high speed pace? Bitch, I was in the car with them. <laughs> I was over here like, bitch, let me out. And he like, no, ma, we in this together. And I'm just like, oh, girl, I couldn't imagine. I wouldn't no. know what to have done. No, you know? not at all. And so, and I love them both because they have such animated stories, mm-hmm. you know, and life experience that I just can't help but to be enthralled in. Yeah. And I just, I just know that for me, I just have as as a as a person, mm-hmm. as a female in this relationship with Bugatti, but I just have to be patient with him, and I have to be patient with myself. Yeah, um, that's. That's just very hard. But back more specifically to the question, uh, transitioning from high school to college and mm-hmm. then from college to the workforce was a little bit trivial. Uh, it was really hard for me. Well, it wasn't hard, but it was hard. It was hard because I was trying to work and go to school, mm-hmm. and it, that's a really hard balance to find. And yes. For me, mom was just like, you have to help me pay this bill, you have to pay this bill, and then you have to also pay your cell phone bill, you know, mm-hmm. and I was just, I was just like, but I make my own money, I wipe my own ass now, so <laughs> I, I should be able to do what I want with my money, mm-hmm. you know, and she was just like, yeah, you can do what you want, and and in turn, she ended up kind of like shaming me for like, I would have, I used to work at Ross. That was one of my first, well, I worked at Sears, but uh, Portrait Studios, and that was pretty fun. I enjoyed posing people, taking pictures of babies and whatnot. Nowhere near as good as my mom, but I did okay. Mm-hmm. And until I got fired over some racist bullshit, and I was just like, well, that's that. And then I went and worked at Ross, and that was more of where I could shine because I got to work with my hands. I was interacting with customers and I also interacted with money. Mm-hmm. Also where I learned that I was not very good at counting money. Mm-hmm. Like I can count it, but like if, if for example, if your drawer started off at the beginning of the ship with like $150, you know, and you know that when you get over that, you need to ask for them to come and get changed so they can break down those dollars for you, mm-hmm. you know. And that was fine for me to call for change, but then say the power went out and they want me to, uh, oh shit, I forgot, ah, um, and they want me to break down a 20 and what they 
you know, now I'm over here with the calculator trying to remember what our sales tax is for this shit. I'm just like, uh, can I get manager to register to, <laughs> you know, and yeah. so stuff like that just for me. I failed me at. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then mom used to kind of like get on, she used to tell me that if I bought stuff for myself, that I should also buy stuff for my other sister. Mm-hmm. She was like, that's where you're supposed to start sharing. And I just felt like if, and this sounds selfish when I say this, but if if I work hard mm-hmm. for this money, I'm supposed to take care of me. I'm supposed yes. to buy for me. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't have an issue with buying for my sister. Because most of the time, even to this day, we like a lot of the same things. Yeah. So... I was just like, well, we're just going to exchange clothes anyway, yeah. so what are you talking about? I'm just, I'm just expanding our wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, our last question of the night, which is the deep question that my uh, nephew posed, was how do you know if you're ready to live with your partner? Um, That's more geared towards you. You're in a relationship. I am not. I feel like when y'all reach a level where you're ready to, you know, be every day with each other like seriously every day like I love waking up to you I love our interactions throughout the day and I don't see myself with anybody else but you I mean I'm there but I also have moments of when I'll just be like I don't want to see you when I wake up on and that's when you have girl dates with me <laughs> I just be like or you Monday like, around. I'm ready for you to go right home. and you just I come to you, my house and you, you just say home. bitch I just want to lay blaze around your house for the day and I'll be like okay just know I'm going to work though <laughs> um honestly I I struggle with this because um I've never really lived with a guy, but I've lived with guys. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yes. It's like I've never, I've never actually physically moved my stuff in with a guy. Now I've had some things at their house, mm-hmm. you know, and I've stayed over, you know, the weekend, mm-hmm. or I've stayed maybe a couple of days during the week. Yes. But to live indefinitely with a person, with a man, I've never actually done. And the few men that I've lived with, they are all disgusting. Oh, yeah. And I just, just, I had this one dude to use my shampoo as body wash and told me, it's the same fucking thing. And I was just like, no, bitch, it's not. I will beat you (laughs) over the head with a frying pan. No, it's not. He's just like, it's soap. I was like, for your hair. It doesn't say head and body. Right. You know, and that's something that I, I had to learn as I'm getting older. The difference that, you know, these products actually do are specific for, for your, your body, body parts. Yeah. Okay? And then some of them are specifically for your hair. Because I would be going, I go to bed and I'm just, hmm. It feels a little light, right? You know, you just all of a sudden just be like, did, did, did you use this? He's like, oh yeah, it says shampoo, and I was just using it as body wash. I washed my hair with it, dog. I was just like, no, nigga. No, see, that was when the moment that happened for me, I was just like, you know what? I ain't even gotta wear ashy to do nothing, cause you ain't gonna remember to do it no way. <laughs> so I'm gonna go to this store, and while I'm in there. Oh, I see they got a sale for men's body wash for like two for five. Let me go and wear that for you, partner. Here, this is yours. 
don't touch my shit, because the moment you do, I will get that frying pan and beat your ass over the head. You know how you busted the door, like, quick, put the frying pan down. Right. I could have like, bitch, I got the frying pan down. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah. so I'm just like, no. Again, I'm not going to ask you to do it, because you ain't going to remember no way. Let me just go and get this about you. Father. So, yeah. okay, so the question is, Emma, how do you know if you're ready? Uh, I want to feel like I'm like on the cusp. Mm-hmm. Of being ready, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm also on the cusp of like cussing him out and being like, "I got a gun." <laughs> <laughs> so, but, I, but in all honesty, of that, do you feel like you're holding yourself back because you're just simply afraid of taking that next step, or yeah. are you holding yourself back for actual purpose reasons? You know, like trauma or you know just deeply inside you feel this way uh i would say it's like maybe like five percent trauma Mm -hmm. and like also like maybe 15 percent of me just coming up with excuses okay um because whether bugatti bay knows it or not Uh he's tradable (laughs) okay and so um and i've already like low-key started like Weaving your way, yeah, of how you can train this. So, and I felt like my nephew did this on purpose because he knows that I was gonna have to answer these questions in front of Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. He did, and so as you notice, I had to look his way. No, no, I I very much noticed. I've been glancing, I've been glancing, and he's been like, Say what now? (laughs) And she's been like, I don't want to talk about that right now. But honestly, I think that we're ready. I think we communicationally, you know, will be able to say mm-hmm. how we feel about stuff. But I also feel like that argument that I keep prolonging yes. will definitely happen. Yeah. And I won't be able to. I don't think y'all have had that fight. Like, no, no, like, we haven't. Like, I said some things that to you that were very disrespectful. Oh, no, that's me on a regular. I, I said know a that. lot of regular Yeah, but I'm just like, to say it not in a jokingly or sarcastic way, like, in a way that you absolutely mean it, and him, and him the same way, and it's just like, okay, I know we said some things to each other that was not cool at all. But I was so angry at you in that moment that it came out. Yeah, those are the conversations that I call you. I, I go simply go to work, mm-hmm. and then I call you. I'm like, okay, they got crazy there, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's just be like, okay, let's start over. Yeah. Let me start off with my three part apology. Yes. Um, I I'm, I don't want that to happen because. I know that my mouth is ruthless. Yeah. And I just, and I'm not saying that he's not capable of it, mm-hmm. but I just don't think that he would verbally be that way towards me. Yeah, because he loves you too much to do that. And so. And, and also, he's I'm not saying anything bad about you. I love you. <laughs> I say this, I love you with all my heart. Let me stop my three part apologies. <laughs> It's gonna be some fucked up shit that she's gonna say. Well, go ahead. It's not fucked up, but I was just gonna say he can be the bigger person. Oh, yeah, I am not. And I'm just like, well, no, he is the bigger person 
to you because I'm like, there are some moments I would have been like, bitch, <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I'm like, I don't, and I know you and I are close. And so you and I have had this bond for so long that it's hard, at least for me, I can't speak for you, but for me, it's hard for me to let go because I'm just like, you and I have been together for so long. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a girl, it's a bromance over here, okay? Yes, it is. And I'm just like, I know I, I have belly, to. You poke my belly. Huh? You poke my belly, I poke your exactly. belly. Exactly. And we bumped. I was about to say we both toes together, but we don't. But I'm just like, <laughs> but I get what you're saying. Yes, and I'm just like to lose my best friend. Yes, it, it's gonna like tear a piece of my heart out because that's my best friend. And you know what I realized, even in this moment, that I've had best friends that I'm willing to go through moments. I will break up with them, and we make up, you know, on down the line. But I feel like if I broke up with you, it would literally crush my heart. Mm-hmm. I would like we've only had like one major argument, yeah. and I literally cried afterwards. Yes. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I did. together and we have the most funniest of moments together it just be like girl I just got my zipper caught in my shirt <laughs> help and we both would like just can bust out laughing for like so so long with it and it's been like commented to me on multiple occasions like y'all love too fucking flow <laughs> I need y'all to sit down it's like oh, opposite scenes. I literally, you know, like we have the uh, quartetra uh, tattoo mm-hmm. from Charm, mm-hmm. and we also have an older sister. And at one point, I felt like we were all becoming just that close. Yes. And eventually, we'll probably get back there to a to a point. Yeah, I don't know when, but eventually we'll get there. But I know you and I definitely have that connect that uh, closeness. It's bad. I lucky want us to get our own for just us. No, it's not bad. I don't know what it'll be, but we'll get something. And I'm just like, I don't want to tell her because I know she'll feel some type of way she about it. She'll always feel some type of way. But at the same time, I'm just like, you were not there through all those times. And this bitch has literally been there with me through all of those times. And as much as I love you, I, I have nothing against you. 
This but you have your own life to live, but this is exactly. my ride or die over here. Right, exactly. And you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing. Like, we literally will sit up and just crack up at one another. Seriously. Okay. All day. And I come home and like, bitch, let me tell you what the fuck happened to me on the goddamn Exactly. Okay? Or bitch, I'm trying to take my life. life. You know what this white man said to me today? I'm mean, like, you want me to fuck his ass up? <laughs> you know I will. And it'll be like, yes. But yes, I love you, girl. I really do. Same. So, that will wrap up this week's episode of French and Helen with K&A. Make sure you check us out on Instagram at French and Helen with K&A 2022. Yes. And check us out, send us an email of your fun facts that you would like for us to read aloud Mm -hmm. on the show or your personal questions that you would like for us to read aloud on the show and answer. Yes. We would love to hear from the male perspective because I'm pretty sure there are questions that you guys just genuinely want female's perspective on. You know, why do we wake up and change the trash can? You know, why Why do we we feel like when we walk into a room everything is just hideous and we need to change it. I need to destroy it is what it is. Yes. Okay, I need to just wake up and simply hate everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And I'm pretty sure you want the answer to that. But check, uh, hit us up at French and Helen with K&A at gmail.com. Oh, look at it. French and Helen. It really was. It really was a good one. Oh, I actually looked up a quote for the end of this episode. Did you know? I did, girl. Let me find it real quick. It says, if you are not willing to learn, no one can help you. If you are determined to learn, no one can stop you. And that is the end of today's quote. Bye! Bye! Smoke weed every day.